from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fight for Monday Night. This is the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, and I am your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all our subscribers from all over the world. Thank you for following the Fight for Wednesday Night, Fight for Monday Night, Brand Supremacy, Making an Impact, all here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you very much for following on Instagram, at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Thank you for following the rap group, Lords underscore of underscore Gotham, and the brand new Lords of Gotham Podcast that you can check out every Monday and Tuesday. Just overall, thank you for all the support. Thanks for checking out Wrestling Headquarters. Everything. Good looks, guys. Today, this show is dedicated to WWF Survivor Series 1995. It is the next pay-per-view on the list here. We go all the way back to November 19, 1995. We've been getting to build up week by week by week here on Raw. Not a strong build-up. Not the best build-up. But you know what? Be that as it may, this show is definitely... A product of its time. Because this was very cartoony, very gimmicky, just like the WWF was at the time. From everything from having a Bill Clinton lookalike playing off of the whole Monica Lewinsky stuff with Sonny. And having a having him scared of the pyro because he thinks he's getting shot at. From having just... A random, random, random team matchup. The wild card Survivor Series matchup. All the gimmicks that you know and love at this time. Or maybe didn't love. The very cartoony world of WWF. This was the epitome of it here. Survivor Series 1995. Not a good show in my opinion. An okay show. But not a good show. So far out of the two pay-per-views that I reviewed here. On the Fight for Monday Night between WCW and WWF. This may be the better show getting a grade above Halloween Havoc 1995. But this show itself was not a good show when you like think of it in like a vacuum, you know? The show starts out with, as soon as the show starts, we get the entrance of Mr. Perfect. Kurt Hennig is going to be on commentary tonight with Vince McMahon and good old JR. It was a little weird to see JR without the cowboy hat, to be honest, but this was pre-cowboy hat JR. In the opening match of the night, we get Marty Jannetty, Bob Holly, Hakushi, and Barry Horowitz 
versus the Body Donnas, uh, Rod Rad Rafford, the former Luis Piccoli, and the surprise of one, two, three kid with Ted DiBiase. This was a traditional Elimination Survivor Series matchup. Not bad, pretty good. Uh, you have guys in here like Chris Candino, and you also have Dr. Tom Pritchard, one, two, three kid, Marty Jannetty, uh, Hakushi. So you got talent in this match. You got talent in this match, and it came down to one, two, three kid and uh, Marty Jannetty. So at the end of this matchup, Psycho Sid comes out. He helps one, two, three kid get the victory. Meh. Not a not a bad match. Pretty good opener here, but it was all right. I give it a two out of well, a two point five out of five stars. We got a matchup between well, it was Team Alondra Blaze versus Team Bertha Faye. This featured a lot of the Joshi talent of Japan at the time, which was very reminiscent of what AEW did in its year one with their women's ta- uh, talent. They had a lot of Joshis from Japan. Still do, but right now a lot of them can't be seen because of the pandemic. So, and especially, you know what was funny was the parallel that this played towards AEW. Because if you remember, I believe it was a three-on-three women's match with all the Joshi talent on the first ever AEW show, Double or Nothing. And that match included the legendary Aja Kong. And ironically enough, this match included the legendary Aja Kong. This match was pretty good. Team Alondra Blades gets the victory. I give it a 2 out of 5 stars. I, I thought it was pretty good. It was not bad. We got a, a good matchup here. A good one-on-one matchup. But before the matchup, we get the first sit-down interview with Todd Pettingale and Bill Clinton. President Bill Clinton. Where they're playing off of a assassination attempt here. Because... You got Bam Bam Bigelow in the ring. His pyro goes off. Kaboom. The president drops. He 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 is scared. Secret Service is all over. This was really hokey as hell. The guy barely looked like Bill Clinton. Sounds like him. But this is just cartoony shit that WWE does not... Well, WWF at the time did not have to really do. And I don't think it added much to their show. First of all, this show took place in November. I don't remember... I I probably should know if this took place in Washington. I don't think I was paying attention to know if this took place in Washington, D.C., but I don't really know the whole reason this had a American theme to it. This is Survivor Series. It had red, white, and blue all over. The nameplates had red, white, and blue. They had the president there. They had a presidential suite there. I, I don't really know why this was... I mean, it wasn't like this shit took place in July, but whatever. Anyway, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Goldust, one-on-one matchup. This was the only one-on-one... Oh, sorry, not the only, but one of two one-on-one matchups for the night. Goldust gets the victory here. Good matchup. I give it three out of five stars. Meshed well. Always love seeing the beast from the East, Bam Bam Bigelow. Goldust at this time was very different, very androgynous, but was very solid in the ring. Everything he did looked very crisp. So... I enjoyed this. 3 out of 5. The next matchup was one of my favorite matches of the night. Actually, it actually was my favorite match of the night. I'm going to call it what it is. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was the traditional Survivor Series match between the Royals, which was Jerry the King Lawler, King Mabel, 
Isaac Yankums and Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus the dark side, which was Savio Vega, Henry O. Godwin, Fatu, and The Undertaker. Couple notes before I get into the matchup. One. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. For challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Undertaker, he made his debut at Survivor Series. This is his uh, fifth year with the company. He just retired at this Survivor Series here in 2020. And something that was really interesting was they had a lot of the uh, the stars that were Undertaker's friends back in the day and currently come out to celebrate Undertaker's retirement, right? Including a lot of the BSK guys, which was... Savio Vega, Henry O'Godwin, and Fatsu. So I thought that that was really interesting to see a matchup where all the BSK guys teamed up in this matchup. And Survivor Series 2020, which was 25 years after this, all these guys shared the ring together once again. So that was just a little side note that I took here. This was also where Undertaker debuted that wicked awesome mask that he wore, the face protector, after he had his face smashed by... Mabel, so really cool to see that Undertaker in his gray mask looked very reminiscent to what King wore in his later years with the mask cut up. But really cool to see that. Like I said, I, I'm not calling them Team Dark Side. This is the BSK. Really cool. Also, another side note: all the Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers that's in this ring at such a young, early age in their career here. Jerry the King Lawler. Well, he was more at the tail end of his career, but I mean. Actually, Jerry the King Lawler is still wrestling. He was more at the tail end of being a full-time in-ring talent here. But Triple H, Kane, Undertaker, Rikishi. Like, this was filled with stars. And a lot of great action. A lot of great action here. I really enjoyed this matchup. This matchup was a solid 3.5 out of 5. Team Darkseid gets the clean sweep. No eliminations on their end. They just totally decimate the Royals. And 
like I said, this was my match of the night. After this matchup, we got the wild card match, which really made no sense having just two teams of just random competitors team up. And it was, you know, the action was good. And there's a lot of great talent in this matchup. The problem is it was just so overly booked and convoluted with just in-team fighting and just stupid shit that I thought that it would have been better if you just had all the heels on one side and all the baby faces on another side because it matched up perfectly. It was even with heels and baby faces. You might as well have had a traditional 4-on-4 matchup, but having it was called half heels, half baby faces on each team, it just seemed a little, I don't know, it just led to a lot of overbooking and just shenanigans in the matchup. But nonetheless, we get the team of Yokozuna, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, and Dean Douglas, don't call him the franchise, versus HBK Shawn Michaels, the pay-per-view debut of Ahmed Johnson, Psycho Sid, and the British Bulldog. This was, like I said, it was good. A lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of talent here. But yeah, when you have guys like Razor Ramon making sure that Dean Douglas gets eliminated and they're on the same team, and then you got Amin Johnson. Well, Amin Johnson's about to get the victory here over Yokozuna, and then you got British Bulldog attacking him, breaking up the pin, and they're on the same team. It just this shit was just didn't make sense. You know what I mean? It did not make sense. But it was a pretty cool moment to see Ahmed Johnson once again press slam the giant Yokozuna and get the victory in his pay-per-view debut. They get the victory. Ahmed Johnson, HBK, and Psycho Sid are the sole survivors on their team. They defeat Owen Hart, Dean Douglas, Razor Ramon, and Yokozuna. Two out of five stars. And that, like I said, a lot of talent, but just overbooked like a motherfucker. Next, we get the main event. Bret Hart versus Diesel, World Heavyweight Champion. Now, if you listen to the Diesel episode of the Something to Wrestle With podcast with Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson, they talk about the whole time period where Diesel's champion in 95, and him and Bret Hart don't really have much chemistry. These matches were always okay. They were never great. They never hit that next level. Diesel and Bret Hart here was kind of slow. Like I said, great talent. They're both great talent in their own right. This was kind of slow. This never really picked up for me, in my opinion. The match ended with Diesel hitting the jackknife and not going for the pin. He's toying around with Bret Hart. Bret Hart is out of it. He should have pinned him. Diesel decides not to. Then he finally decides to go for the pin. Bret Hart playing possum rolls up Diesel. One, two, three. Wins the belt. Wins the title. Wins the matchup. This makes Diesel flip the hell out. He then attacks Bret Hart. Hits the jackknife. Then he hits the jackknife uh, again. He attacks the referee, and we go off the air with Diesel just taking the belt, throwing it down at Bret Hart, basically turning heel. So one of the dudes with attitude is a heel, while the other dude with the attitude, HBK, is still a babyface. So the two dudes with attitude, I don't know if that's still a thing. But yeah, we got Diesel turning heel again here. 
and Bret Hart's the WWF champion. Two out of five stars. Like I said, this matchup wasn't that great. And that's how we go off the air. Overall, this pay-per-view was not the best. I give it two out of five overall. Like I said, it was better than WCW Halloween Havoc, but this was just... It was just the show, you know? That's my review. Next week, we will be going back into it with WCW Nitro versus WWF Raw. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday for the Fight for Wednesday night, AEW versus NXT. Make sure you tune in on Friday for Brand Supremacy as we talk about Raw versus SmackDown from 2002 in the Ruthless Aggression era. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you all have a great week. See you later. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.